Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is 1234 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer down in Big D in Dallas, Texas. This is Oilers Now. Do want to mention that guests on orders now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Now open for lunch Monday through Friday, eleven thirty. Roos Chris Steakhouse follows sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, ninety nine ninety Jasper Avenue. Tell Rebecca and the staff that orders now sent you. Every Monday on orders now, we're joined by John Shannon who spent an awful lot of time in Edmonton of late, was in town for the Oilers' three-game homestand and saw them win three consecutive games. And, uh, John, we'll start there. Welcome back to the show. Uh, just a hold thought. On, I mean, hold have... on, hold on. Hold on. I have a question. When do yes. some people on this When do some people on this show re- receive their Ruth Chris gift certificate? Okay. Brendan Connolly is listening right now. And we are in the process of printing off... The Stoffer allotment for the 2018-19 season. He was unaware. He's a man of many uh, talents, uh, Brendan. Of course, you know his brother, Mark Conley, longtime sure. CBC sportscaster and uh, terrific guy. And uh, Brendan has got business in uh, in Saskatoon. He's got business in Edmonton. He's got business in Calgary because he's got the Roos Chris in Calgary as well. And he's got and he's got business in Cabell San Lucas. So, when it's uh, about a foot of snow out in Edmonton, where do you think Brendan is right now? Well, I mean, I would suspect that he's uh, south of uh, Donald Trump's wall. So that's where there I would suspect he would be. But I was just uh, curious, Bob. I'm not. I'm not. There's no angst in my life. I just. I just wanted to know when some people that appear on Oilers now receive their gifts. <laughs> I, okay. I wanted to know when. We will endeavor to work on that because you are, after all, my wife's favorite re- uh, weekly wow. guest on this show. Uh, now there are not only that, the staff, but the staff at Roos Chris treat me absolutely remarkably every time I'm there. So. And you're saying one of these days I'm going to bring in a gift certificate from Stoffer Show. So there you go, from Oilers Now. Uh, you were here last week. Um, it's interesting, even talking to the dads over the course of the last uh, few days. Uh, you know, they've been with the team the last couple of days. But just give me your thoughts. Are you sensing this is a different hockey team we're watching, or is it too early to judge in that regard? Oh, I, I think it's still too early. Uh, to judge, I think I think it's it's still a work in progress. I mean, when you consider, I think that, that Ken has only had three full practices with this team over the period of time that that he's been there. Uh, but at the same time, uh, the new voice has created uh, a new level of accountability. Um, and the one thing I would say is that he's not afraid to mix and match quicker and not afraid to put Connor out on the ice at, in, on more, in more important situations than Todd did. And I, and I get the sense that that, that has a, had a ripple, a ripple down effect to everybody saying, hey, 
There's a new attitude. There's a new sheriff. We better get our act together. Yeah, no, I don't think there's any question about that. The team's playing slightly a different defensive structure as well. Um, and one thing that's helped out, and I think you'd agree with this, John, that has helped out Ken's transition is right now Miko Koskinen is, to me, this is different than when Anders Nilsson ran with the goal back in 15-16. It's just the composure that Koskinen plays with. And the other thing is, when he is down and out, he's so bloody big that the pucks still hit him. But I think the Oilers might have something here. Do you agree or disagree with that? Well, I mean, it's hard to argue with results. Uh, so from that perspective, 7-2 was pretty pretty darn impressive. What concerns me is that, I, and and maybe maybe this is the way we're going to be going with six foot seven goaltenders. Is I'm not I'm still not sure what style he is. Uh, and and the two things that that are worth discussing: a his rebound control, uh, to me, is still a an issue. In that, you know, there's going to be that time where he he he's so athletic that that rebound he can't control it. Uh, next thing you know, it's in the net. And I thought we saw that earlier than we have later. The other thing is, I what I really love about him is that he's not afraid to stop the play. Uh, and I actually went in on. Uh, on, wed- on, on Tuesday night after the game and asked him, I said, are you consciously doing this? He says, oh, yeah. He says, I'm not very good with the puck, so the best thing for us to do is to stop and start again. And I'm happy to, I'm happy to just to get the whistle, and, and then we can, uh, we can control it off the faceoff. So, I mean, I, I get a sense that this is a pretty smart guy playing a, a pretty important position for the Oilers, and, and as long as he can control his rebounds, he's doing okay. Well, as a rule of thumb, Finnish goaltenders are notorious for their poor puck handling abilities, with the obvious exception of Pekka Rinne. John Shannon joins us every Monday on Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you from Dallas, Texas. We've talked about Hitchcock. We've talked about the goaltending. Uh, the Oilers aren't scoring as much. Should that be a concern? Well, I think that's the work in progress, Bob. Uh, I, I think that... Is, you know, as, as these guys try to adjust to the defensive responsibilities that Hitchcock expects them to have, then something has to suffer. And I suspect that they're doing, they're going defense first and offense second. Um, at the same time, uh, I think a few of the guys are just due. And, and I know uh, there'll be people on the, on the white mud or people on 75th laughing at me when I say that Milan Lucic has to score. Zach Cassian has to get a break. Uh, Chris Bosiak has to get a break because the line's been okay. Uh, they're doing what they need to do in the offensive zone. Uh, they they basically become a neutral team, the neutral line. But you know, it, it would certainly help this hockey club if they became a positive goal line. And I, I just think it has to happen. I mean, it's, they're working hard enough for it to happen. Uh, and perhaps right now they're just trying to make sure that they get their defensive responsibilities first and then worry about putting the puck in the net. All right, so that's a look at the Edmonton Oilers. Let's go around the league right now. Philadelphia Flyers firing Ron Hextall, and they did not waste much time to hire a general manager. We caught up with Chuck Fletcher over in Sweden and Gothenburg. The Oilers were playing New Jersey. Chuck was working with Ray Shiro. This is a guy, I mean, Minnesota made the playoffs six straight years. I think you'd agree with me that Craig Leopold, you know what, he's a really good guy, but he's also involved a bit, and I think Chuck did a pretty good job there 
handling that situation. Again, the team made the he traded for Devin Dubnik. Heck, he traded for Nikolai Happy Blue and helped get him in the playoffs one year. Give me your assessment on the Flyers hiring Chuck Fletcher. Well, all along they said they wanted somebody with experience. And uh, when you look at the guys they interviewed, Fletcher, Dave Nonis, uh, Bill Zito, the assistant general manager in Columbus, uh, it was pretty obvious that uh, they were going to go with uh, someone who had a bit of a pedigree. Uh, they also, uh, I, I think they also felt it important was to get outside the Flyer family to make that hire. Uh, for me, this this is going to be an interesting time for Chuck. I've known Chuck since he was 12 years old. Uh, and and what I would say is with Craig Leopold, and your, your, your point about Leopold was accurate, so now he's going to be inside a corporate structure. This is not Ed Snyder around the corner. This is Comcast. David Scott's the CEO of Comcast. He's not going to meddle like Leopold did. So now the challenge for Fletcher will be, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm the big boss now. I can make decisions. They've got deep pockets. They do have some cap space. Now the biggest question is how long before he decides what to do with Dave Hackstall, if at all. Maybe he likes Hackstall. We're not sure about that. So from that perspective, that'll be the first decision that Chuck Fletcher will have to make. Do you think Todd McClellan is on the radar screen if they make a change there? Ooh, that's an interesting one. I, you know, I mean, I, I think, I think Todd should be on the radar everywhere. And I think Todd's still a good coach. And, uh, and if, if you're putting a list together, and if you're an owner or, or you're a, an expansion uh, team that's going to be opening in in a couple of years, and you want somebody that can be a communicator and be your face on the coaching side, Todd McClellan has to be on that list. The biggest challenge for the last seemingly, I don't know. 30 years in Philadelphia has been in goal. I'm going to get to a question that was directed my way by uh, Dan Tenser, who you know now scouts for the Saskatoon Blades, but worked at uh, 630 Chad for a number of years on our pregame, and uh, he had a little bit of fun with me yesterday. He goes, Bob, first time, long time, and given strong likelihood that his play hasn't earned him a new deal in Edmonton in terms that he'd be happy with, what would the preferred return be for Cam Talbot, and given some teams' active need uh, actively need help. Could that be sooner rather than later? I'll hang up and listen. So, you know, I think you need two goal. T- I think you need two goaltenders in the Western Conference. Uh, I do think Philadelphia would be a team. You know, and I'm not like, hey, I love what Koskinen's done so far. I'd be a little bit leery. You know, obviously, if, if you're to go down that path, I think you got to get a, a goalie back. But I'd like to get your thoughts. I mean, I mean, there's. There's a couple. There's like four or five teams out there that are struggling in between the pipes. I think that if you talk to a lot of teams, they think they're struggling between the pipes. Truly, I mean, I think that it, it, it's one of those ones where you sit and talk to any coach in the league. They say, "Well, our goaltending is not what it should be." Yeah, get in line. There might be 31 teams that might say might make that statement. Yeah. Uh, that, but that said, I, I would. I, I'm not ready to throw the baby out with the bathwater yet on Cam Talbot. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think he deserves an opportunity to work himself back into play. I think this this time uh, off the ice, the time watching Koskinen play, watching how controlled he is, I think might help Cam uh, get through this. Uh, but that said, you know the Oilers are in a in a position when when you think that both of their goaltenders at the end of the season are unrestricted free agents. Yes. You, you're going to have to make a decision at some point of, of who's the future and. And then if you 
decide to trade Cam, well, well who's coming back? Who's who's going to back up? I mean, is the organization deep enough yet to worry about that? And I don't, I'm, you know, I, I talk about the goal thing in, in Bakersfield that much, but I, I think that that's still something that is a bit of a concern for the uh, for the Oilers. Oh yeah. Absolutely. There'd have to be, if you moved them, there'd have to be a goaltender coming back. It's interesting, too, you, you know, there's teams that have got two UFA centers out there, and you know those centers are talking to each other. Are they negotiating with you? Or are they not negotiating? That's how this business works. Like, the lines of communication with the agents are always there. I know the GMs aren't supposed to collude in that regard, but come on. Let's be, uh, you ain't cheating if you ain't trying. You need as much information as possible. It's an information-driven world. John Shannon from NHL Hockey and Rogers and Sportsnet. Bob Stoffer with you. I just, I mean, I look at, the, there's, you know, the Flyers, St. Louis. Somebody mentioned, you know, What's happened? Like Pittsburgh's got injuries. Uh, Detroit, you know, are they flipping Jimmy Howard out of there? Like, there's lots of different teams, and and then the agent, the agent's Jordan Newman for Talbot. You got to figure that he's he's got more than one goalie. Is Carolina's another team? So I mean, there's lots of teams. But I'm like you. I'm I don't think Edmonton. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to be intrigued to see how the situation plays out. John, switching focus because you've got as good a contact as there is in the league. Seattle. What is happening on that front? How soon are we getting that announcement? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Happen tomorrow. tomorrow at the board meeting uh, on Sea Island, Georgia, they will announce uh, the extension, and we will uh, probably see the uh, the look at our first look at the proposed realignment as well. Uh, so with Seattle moving to the Pacific, where who goes where and what and how? Uh, to keep uh, everything a little more in line. To me, the obvious choice is to move Arizona to the Central Division, uh, but uh, some have suggested maybe it's Vegas to move to the Central Division, although that would that doesn't make much sense in, in, in one case when you're taking a strong team, as Vegas has become in the short term, one of the stronger teams in the division out uh, of the mix. So, uh, to me, the obvious choice is just to move Arizona to the central. All right, two more quick hitters for you. And because this is an Edmonton-based show, uh, we delayed talking about William Nylander. How impactful will his return be for Toronto? Well, you've seen it already today. They've traded Josh Levo, uh, who was playing a lot of minutes, uh, particularly in the power play, um, to Vancouver. Uh, but uh, and I'm not sure he's going to play tomorrow in Buffalo. I suspect he will play Thursday against Detroit. Uh, but just the domino effect of his depth, uh, him going to the second line, moving Kapanen down to the third line with Kadri, uh, the Leafs said, you know, it was a classic case of, of the rich getting richer, both the player and the team, because they've given them an, uh, the, the Leafs another weapon that I suspect in the next two weeks he will be back in playing shape. And just another dimension when you think about their second power play unit and their ability five on five. Yeah, to me, Toronto is now the favorite in the Eastern Conference. I mean, once they got Tavares and they got, you know, they get Nylander done, they get Matthews back from injury. The coach is a really good coach. Uh, He knows he's a really good coach, but he is a really good coach. And he got he got them to buy in structure and process. They've added Marlowe and uh, you know Tavares over the last uh, two summers to that core of three young guys. Now, is there going to be a long term effect? Could the Maple Leafs be in a position, John Shannon, 
where an organization steps up and offer sheets Austin Matthews? Well, if, if Austin Matthews does go to July 1st, um, then I, I think that if you're not a general manager that has the space and the draft picks to offer Austin Matthews that uh, opportunity for an offer sheet, you should be fired. And I think, I think before it's over, before we get to the end of April, I think the analysis will come that there's at least three teams that will be able to offer sheet something to Matthews. Arizona what? So Arizona has to be one. I think the question becomes is, you know, it, it, does, does, he help, uh, does he help a rebuild in Detroit? And, and does, does Kenny have enough space and does Kenny have enough picks to do that? Because, you know, the Illiches um, are, are, are always a proponent of having a, a quality team and, you know, that would certainly give them another start. Uh, so the so but there's got to be there's he's got to be the one guy that gets an offer sheet, Bob. I don't think there's yeah. any question. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, we hit on Seattle, we hit on the Leafs, we hit on lots of different things. When are we going to see you next? You coming back out this weekend? Yes, sir. I'll see you Friday. John, by then maybe we'll have hooked you up with Bruce Chris. Stop. I'll just go to I'll just go there by myself. And the, the the staff are so good to me. I'll just I'll just have a glass of uh, wine and, and a, a big ribeye and enjoy it and just put my credit card down. It's okay, Bob. Well, you know what? If you're going to do that, uh, what time are you going to go there? And I'll meet you after the show on Friday. <laughs> They're open for lunch. Have you heard? <laughs> I, and I might go for lunch. You never know. There we go. Awesome stuff, John. Thank you for your time. Talk to you later. You bet. That is John Shannon from NHL Hockey on Rogers. It's 151 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you. This is Oilers Now. We'll take a quick timeout, come back, and uh, get to text or two. Please support 630 Ched Santa's Anonymous and make sure every kid has a Christmas. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Val from the high desert of northeast Colorado has emailed and said, Bob, that's bold. Oilers now live on location from Roos Chris. Save me a steak. <laughs> wow. Oh, I, I didn't say that, but uh, that'd, be, that'd be okay. This text comes in out of Grand Prairie saying, Bob, as you can text us on our Heartland Ford text line, the orders would be wise to focus in on Shane Gostabear. Uh, we have what they need, and we need a better puck passer. I've heard the Flyers spokesman that they want to be tougher with better goaltending. <laughs> so Lucic and Talbot for Elliott, Ghost, and Simmons. Well, I don't see the Flyers doing that deal. That text comes to us from uh, Grand Prairie. This text out of Rocky Mountain Heights, uh, Rocky Mountain House. Uh, it says, Bob, tell John Shannon hello from the Enns Brothers. We ran into him at Roos Chris Steakhouse. Bob, that place is amazing. Thanks for the recommendation. Again, you can text us at 6.30, 6.30. Bob, Shannon's got to pull it together. Koskinen is 8-2-1, not 7-2-1. Again, you can text us. Uh, this text comes in from Darcy. Darcy says, Bob, I've always had my thoughts on McClellan, and I've now summarized that I may be somewhat correct. Ken Hitchcock has produced a winning formula with basically the same roster that McClellan had. Why? Because Hitch is a protege of Claire Drake's coaching techniques. McClellan was supplied a stronger roster in San Jose, which was likely destined for good results. 
experts will continue to praise his accolades, but I've thought he's always been overrated from Darcy. Darcy, Miko Koskinen has stopped the puck for Ken Hitchcock. Cam Talbot had a tough stretch for uh, Todd McClellan. That would be the counter to that opinion. I, I think that Todd McClellan's a good coach, for the record. Uh, but Hitch is definitely a protege of Claire's, and it is a different uh, a different perspective. This text comes in saying, Bob, out of Red Deer, you know, we must have some Flames fans in Red Deer. Uh, just here to tell you that Nathan McKinnon is better than Connor McDavid from Bill. Well, right now, McKinnon's line's better because they got all three guys going on that line. All right, 1256 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stopper with you down in Big D in Dallas. You can book with New West Travel Oilers fans. Join Oilers now on two great road trips to Nashville and Vegas to see the Oilers play in two of the most exciting arenas in the league. These Oilers now packages include airfare, accommodation, great game tickets, a private suite in Vegas, all your transportation, a welcome reception with myself and guests. We'll have parking at the Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. Limited space to get you on these roadies to see Nashville and Vegas. For the Oilers now, road trips, call the travel experts at New West Travel, 780-432-7446 or online at newwesttravel.com. It is 12.57 in Edmonton. And when we come back, we will have uh, interviews coming up with uh, Oilers alumni and father of Matt Benning on the dad's trip, Brian Benning, former Oilers head coach, current Dallas assistant coach, Todd Nelson, Jack Michaels in conversation with Foiler, uh, former Oiler Taylor Fadoon, and I'll have an interview with Darnell Nurse. But we're off to a global news, weather, traffic update with Cassandra Jodoin. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.